social media works on the idea of reciprocity. So if you're very generous in giving of your knowledge, again, making sure you're not sharing anything confidential, sensitive, or proprietary, if you are actively trying to help other people, that will open up a lot of doors for you on social media. Maybe you've heard about the importance of personal branding in your career or one of the many articles about how to show up authentically. But no matter what words we use, it's about your reputation. And if you are searching for a new job, you want to make sure that your online presence lines up with how you want to be known. So how do you do that? Hi, it's Diana Burnell O'Leary with Job Talk Weekly. Today, I'm excited to talk with Caroline Leach about how to develop and manage a personal brand for your career. Whether you're just starting out or you want to pivot to something new, we talk about how to manage your professional reputation. Caroline spent years in corporate America, is now an executive coach and digital branding consultant. She also has a social media workbook download for us that you can grab for free. And don't forget to visit our website, jobtalkweekly.com slash group to check out some of our workshops coming up. Subscribe to the podcast and let us know what's helpful. Okay, here we go. Let's jump in. Hi, Caroline. Welcome to Job Talk Weekly. Hi, Diana. Thanks for having me. We're excited to talk about the topic of personal branding, but first tell us a little bit about you, how you got to this point in your career. Well, 30 years in the corporate world and my dream job, which was leading corporate communications at a big tech and media company, which was then acquired by an even larger company. And I moved into marketing analytics. And for a variety of reasons, I became really fascinated about how people were using social media to boost and build their careers. And I started studying it and doing experiments and speaking about it and writing about it. And that's probably why I'm here today on your podcast. Yes. And I do think you have a great experience, great expertise uh, to talk about this. So when we talk about a personal brand for your career, what does that really look like? Because when I hear branding, of course, I think of companies like McDonald's and Coca-Cola and et cetera. But talk about the personal brand and what that looks like. Sure. A personal brand, in essence, is what people think about you what they might say about you when you're not there. In fact, Jeff Bezos at Amazon defines a personal brand as what people say about you when you're not in the room. Personal branding also comes under some criticism um, and for, for a variety of reasons. The reality though is everybody has a personal brand, whether they actively choose to cultivate one or not. Ah. So it makes a lot of sense in anyone's career to be deliberate and think about how you want to develop your reputation through the course of your career. Yeah, so it's taking your reputation really proactively and managing it. Indeed, and the, the term dates back to the, I guess the mid to late 90s. Fast Company did a cover article called, the brand called You, and a uh, management uh, consulting thinker, Tom Peters, wrote the article, and that really launched this whole concept of a personal brand. Oh, so that's well before social media, because when you and I first started talking about this, my mind instantly went to social media. But it's more than that, huh? 
Yes, it, it predates social media. And social media, we can think of as really an accelerant. Whereas prior to that time, when you think about people building a personal brand, it would have been the reputation maybe that they had inside a company because of the people they worked with. Or if they were more senior level and they were quoted in, in news media and they were on the speaking circuit, those were ways to build a personal brand. But the great thing now is everyone has the tools to actively cultivate a personal brand, particularly on LinkedIn. Ah, yes, for sure. And I've had that conversation with especially recent grads, maybe a year or two out of college, and they don't know where to start. So if you do have someone who's very junior in their career, how would you get them started? How would you get them thinking about their personal brand? Well, the first thing would be to start a LinkedIn profile. Uh, Get a profile have a professional photo. It doesn't have to be professionally taken, but you know, straight on, smiling, closely cropped. Uh, Think about the headline on that profile, fill in jobs um, that, 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 that you've had and start to build a network. So every time you meet someone, add them to, to LinkedIn. And before you know it, that network will, will really grow and take off. And that essentially builds a platform over a long period of time to connect with more people and then to share messages and content that can help shape a personal brand. So really the first thing is just showing up. Yeah. Just get that LinkedIn profile, customize the URL so it's your name, not your name with 10 digits after it. <laughs> um, and think and think and LinkedIn is link a LinkedIn profile like all social media profiles is a work in progress just like we as humans are a work in progress so it's never really done it's something where it, you know it's be constantly cultivated and adding to it um, in terms of content and the people that you meet throughout the course of your career so when people think about their personal brand Is there a way to approach it? Like, do I want to be the optimist? Do I want to be the critic? I mean, what you say can have such an influence forever, especially if it's on social media. How do people really start taking control of that image, of that reputation that they want to project? Right. The place to start is really with who you are. Because what you you want to be authentic on social media. You also want to be professional, particularly on LinkedIn. And you, you need to be true to yourself. Otherwise, the content that you create, the way that you interact will could come across as phony and not trustworthy. So it's a matter of thinking about, you know, what are your greatest skills? What are the things that you contribute to work? What are the topics that you want to be known for as an expert in your career? Typically, I advise people to identify two to three topics that are subject areas that they want to be associated with them. And then those are guideposts around the type of content to share. Not that you're limited to only those two to three topics, but probably 75 to 80% of the time you're posting on LinkedIn, you want it to relate back to those two to three topics, because over time, people come to associate you with expertise in those areas. And if and when they do so, oftentimes people will seek you out for interesting opportunities, whether it's to work on a project, to uh, for a new job, potentially to be on a board. Uh, there's lots of lots of good things that can come out of sharing your expertise generously on LinkedIn. 
with one caveat that is to always know and follow your company's social media guidelines make Ah. sure you're never sharing anything that is confidential sensitive proprietary and the litmus test is you know you always need to ask yourself before you post is this appropriate to share in a public forum and when in doubt err on the conservative side and don't post it if you have any misgivings about it. And you can always ask someone for advice. You can ask your boss, you can ask your social media team, you know, is this okay if you have questions about whether it is or not? That is a really good point because I think a lot of people do want to try and have themselves known uh, that they can do anything, right? So the idea to focus on one or two things or even two or three things, I think is a great place to start because when I think of other people who I think of that have a personal strong brand, in my opinion, I think of like Bill Gates when he's on LinkedIn, I'm always seeing things about climate. Like that's a pretty popular thing for him. He touches everything, public health, but public health and climate are two of his big things. And I also think of Sarah Blakely, you know, the president and founder of Spanx. She is always optimistic. She's always upbeat. And she's not out there talking about government policy one day and then entrepreneurship the next. I mean, she is really solid in her lane. I mean, are those the types of examples of people you're talking about who have a strong, consistent brand? Yes, Bill Gates and Sarah Blakely are both good examples because you were able to clearly articulate what are the what are the issues, what are the areas that are important to them. One thing it's important to remember if, for people new in their career or the middle of their career that not to necessarily compare themselves to those types of luminaries because yeah. many of them have help. Yeah. They have teams, you know, they collaborate with that team. Certainly their authentic voice is coming through, but they may not be doing it a hundred percent on their own, which I think sometimes can be daunting for people when they think, well, you know, why can't I create all of this content and video and, and articles and so on and so forth, you know, realize if you, if you don't have help in that sense and you are doing it all on your own, you're going to need to pace yourself and create a realistic posting schedule And remember that your main job is to excel in the job that you have. And then social media is a conduit to talk about those publicly appropriate wins, if you will, or things that you're excited about uh, sharing professionally. Well, that's also a good point about what's appropriate. How can someone go back and fix something that either they posted not long ago and they're not proud of, or even the concept of change? You know, I think of people who maybe held a very particular policy view, but now five or 10 years later, no longer support that policy view. So how do you deal with it now on the other spectrum? We talked about people right out of college. So let's talk about people who have been in the workforce for 10 years and they've got some things that they don't want to be known for that might be out there. How can they sort of embrace their authentic selves as they are today? Well, in two ways. So it's all about today and what content gets shared and posted today. There's a big recency. uh, Recency is rewarded on social media. So whatever's new is going to get probably more attention. The other piece of it, though, can be going back 
you know, over the years and just deciding if, if there's any content that it doesn't make sense to have out there and to simply delete it if it no longer fits within an individual's view of themselves today. It's completely fine to delete things. I've deleted one or two, three or four posts that I just sort of looked at them and I thought, well, I know the context behind those posts, but someone who doesn't know me or didn't know the situation could read something into it that I wouldn't want them to. So it's completely fine to go back and, and delete content because people grow and evolve throughout their lives and their careers. And as you mention people's interests change their positions change and it's perfectly fine to make sure that that's expressed on social media well you remind me of a time when i posted something or i replied to a twitter comment that's what it was and then realized later oh was he being sarcastic like and i worried that the post <laughs> i was saying was going to be viewed as the exact opposite as i intended it so i did go ahead and delete that but let's talk about the intersection of the personal and professional because ideally you know you would have professional comments on LinkedIn, and then you could do your personal stuff on Instagram and Twitter. But it's so hard because they often intersect. So how does someone balance that exposure, their their personal digital life and their professional digital life? It really depends on the person. And we're all one person. It's, it's very difficult to separate out the personal and the professional. The yeah. easiest way to do it is to think of them melded together and presenting one image or perspective. That said, some people really do value on the personal side, being able to have express themselves and have connections in a way that they might not on a platform like LinkedIn. So for example, on Instagram, it's completely acceptable and seen as normal to have a private Instagram account. Nobody thinks that's strange. And so I would encourage people if if their Instagram really is more about their personal life, then go ahead and make it private. And they can always let in friends and people who they want to have part of that community. The only caveat there is, in my view, nothing is ever 100% private. And to never assume that anything that you even think that you're posting in a private forum is truly private for a variety of reasons. Data leaks, uh, sometimes people will screenshot content, they can share it more broadly. So even in a private forum, it's a good idea to remember in the back of your mind that anything could be public at some point and to, you know, conduct yourself appropriately. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, the, and the other piece of it, some of the pla- other platforms don't lend themselves to a private account. For example, it would look strange on Twitter to make your account private because that's not the nature of the conversations that happen on Twitter. So what about outside of social media? Although that's where so much of this is going to happen. But are there ways to embrace your personal brand, maybe like speaking at the right conferences or issuing, I was going to say publications, but those end up digital as well. So how can people look for other ways to really present themselves in those spaces that are authentic to them, things that they're interested in, and, you know, make those connections? Well, you... You, you mentioned that speaking is an excellent forum, whether it's inside an, an organization or a company or whether it's at conferences, both accepting speaking engagements that may come in as well as actively seeking those that present themselves. And then it becomes a, 
you can also promote those speaking engagements through social media. You can say, I'm going to be speaking here. These are the people I'm going to be speaking with on these topics. You can do some uh, live or uh, sometimes there can be live interaction on Twitter and different social media platforms yeah. while somebody's speaking. And then there's always the takeaways after some of that content can be shared and really amplify the reach of that speaking engagement. Other ways are being quoted in reputable media. There's an interesting service called Help a Reporter Out. Oh, yeah. There's a Harrow. website called H-A-R-O. Yeah, you can sign up for that. Yeah. You can sign up for Help a Reporter Out and get a compendium every day of journalists who are looking for experts in certain areas, and you can make a pitch with, a, with an eye toward being quoted in various media outlets. Again, the caveat there is know and understand your company's public relations policy. Make sure you're not presenting yourself as a spokesperson of your organization, unless in fact you are. It's just having the mindset and thinking about being not only uh, building your own personal brand, but making sure you're being a good brand ambassador for the company or organization where you work. Yeah, you definitely have to connect the reality of where you are today. And that's good advice always because your company will have a social media or some type of public relations uh, policy that you all have to adhere to. So what about the person who is thinking beyond their job? You know, maybe they are an accountant or a marketing analyst now, but they really want to be a director. They want promotion and they might want to leave the company. So they want to position themselves a little bit higher up than they are now. Do you have advice for people who are thinking in that direction and how they can sort of, you know, present that different image, even though they're not quite there yet. Right. So there are two ways they can do that. One is by being thoughtful and deliberate about the content that they're posting on LinkedIn, both curating relevant content and even better creating content of their own that positions themselves as having the knowledge and the leadership skills in that area. And then second is to use LinkedIn to build and expand that person's network in terms of if there's a list of companies that they're interested in and and functional areas. And it's okay on LinkedIn to reach out to people you don't know and attempt to connect with them. My advice is always, always, always personalize your LinkedIn requests uh, yeah. with a personal note about why you want to connect. I've connected with plenty of people I've never met in person because I articulated a compelling reason why I wanted to do so. Um, my weird and strange little thing is I love connecting with authors. I'm reading all the time. So um, oftentimes I'll like to connect on LinkedIn or, or, or follow on Twitter. And it's just an interesting way of, of understanding more about that particular author. There's also an opportunity for someone who wants to move up in their career, particularly if it's a very large company where it can be more difficult to meet people in the organization. Sometimes people are actually more accessible on LinkedIn or mm. on other social media platforms. I certainly found that working at a Fortune 10 company, it was so large that people who I might not have, have run across in the course of my day, uh, partly because we lived in different states or we were in different organizations, uh, some of them were very active on social media and it was an opportunity to develop rapport and a connection simply by following their content. 
and maybe commenting on it every week or two, a substantive comment right. uh, that would further the dialogue. And then that can lay the foundation then to create a, a, a connection request and get to know someone inside of your own company who you normally might not be able to get to know. Well, these are all terrific things to think about, Caroline, and it gives us a different way to approach our work and our presence online and some of the things that we do outside of our job. So give us some final tips or things for us to think about as we think about our personal brand tomorrow when we go to work. Think about what you're doing in the course of the day that might be interesting or helpful to other people. Social media works on the idea of reciprocity. So if you're very generous and giving of your knowledge, again, making sure you're not sharing anything confidential, sensitive, or or proprietary, if you are actively trying to help other people uh, be better in what they're doing, that will open up a lot of doors for you on social media. So my parting thought is to think about a social media trifecta whenever you're posting. And that is whatever you're talking about in equal parts, talk about you and your contribution to it, your team and what they contributed, um, often tagging people as appropriate. And thirdly, your company or your organization. That way you're a good brand ambassador for yourself, for your team and for your organization. Well, I love the idea of the trifecta. I'm going to take that with me. And I often tell people to just start somewhere on LinkedIn, especially if you are thinking about looking for a new job this year, because people then get hesitant because they don't want their coworkers to wake up on May 1st and say, oh, wow, Caroline's on LinkedIn today. Maybe she's looking for a new job. You want this to be organic. So that way, when you do need these other people, when you are looking for a new job, it's not a big deal. It's not a surprise that you're out there in LinkedIn. So it's it's a way to weave it into your your everyday life. Caroline, this has been so helpful. I got to tell you, thank you so much. Thank you, Diana. It's been a pleasure. Oh, how can people find you? Let's do that. Tell me where people can find you online, of course. Well, definitely on LinkedIn. I love to connect with people there. <laughs> Just drop me a, that personalized note that you heard this podcast, and I'd be happy to connect with you. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram. My website is carolineleach.com, and I have a free workbook available called Your Social Media Success Workbook that you can sign up for at my website. Oh, terrific. I'm going to put a link to that on the show notes, though. So thank you so much, Caroline. Thanks for being here today. Thank you, Diana. Take care. Thanks for listening to Job Talk Weekly. Leave us a review. Let us know what topics you want to hear. And we're always on socials on Instagram and Facebook, Job Talk Weekly, and our website, jobtalkweekly.com. See you next time.